Good morning and welcome in to the Cap and Jay Hood Morning Show on ESPN 1000 and streaming on the ESPN Chicago app with David Kaplan and Jonathan Hood with you. Now time for Shot or No Shot. And it's brought to you by Levy Club Hawthorne Betting Bars with craft beers, great food. They have a slot machine set up that's awesome and sports betting through points bet. We say good morning to Shay W. Norland. Good morning, boys, on a Thursday, a Deal Breakers Thursday, and a lot of news out of Hallis Hall yesterday, just like nonstop. Yes, and just all throughout the NFL. Shay, we're living in a time right now where we've never seen so much news over the last, you know, 12 to 24 hours. There's been, there's been a lot of stuff. Two best friends are not in the job right now, and Saban and Belichick. Think about it. Correct. Side by side, two best friends. Both they're, out. They're both out. Pete Carroll out. And he wants to keep coaching. He's 72. Nick is 72. 71 for Belichick. And he wants to keep coaching. Just, just think about that. Yeah. Just think about that. I mean, it's, uh, so much news. It, I, mean, I mean, huge news. And, of course, here at home with the Chicago Bears making their decision, drawing their line in the sand with Eberflus and firing the offensive coordinator and staff on the offensive side. There's a lot of stuff going on. So, Shay, help us out on, with Shot or No Shot. Yeah, put our agenda to the side, and let's do Shot or No Shot. I do want to put the agenda to the side. There are some people who are, I think, maybe rightfully angry that the Bears retained Matt Eberflus when there are other big names on the market now. You've got Mike Vrabel. You've got Bill Belichick, potentially Mike Tomlin. Who knows what happens with Pete Carroll if he chooses to remain in an advisory role with the Seahawks or he wants to go somewhere else. I think his line yesterday was, I'm jacked, I'm not tired, we'll see what's next. So who knows what happens there. That change in particular, the Pete Carroll change, opens the door for the Bears to interview current Seahawks coordinators. And they put in a request yesterday. They want Shane Waldron, the current offensive coordinator in Seattle, to come be the offensive coordinator in Chicago, or at least they want to interview him about it. Shot or no shot, Shane Waldron as offensive coordinator would be a terrific hire for Matt Eberflus. Look, I would be disingenuous to the audience. I don't know enough about Shane Waldron. I don't. There's a Waldron parking deck I know more about over near Soldier Field. I don't know enough about him. I did reading on him last night, and I asked somebody that I trust who covers the league, and they said, yeah, he's pretty good. Pretty good. Mm -hmm. Pretty good, kid. So we'll see. I want to know more about him, and then let I trust polls to make the right decision. Yeah, so that'll be a no shot for me, Uh, and here's why. Because of the word terrific. I don't know if he would be or not. Just I'm just being semantical with that because I'm not sure if he'd be a terrific hire. However, um, I think that for a head coaching candidate, because he was on my list as we went through it yesterday, Cap, I think that at some point he'll be a head coach someplace because of what he's done as an offensive coordinator. So I'll, I'll say no shot for now, but I would not be surprised if he's on the short list for the Bears. Yeah, and he's got a great resume of people he's worked for. Mm-hmm. He was an operations intern in New England for Belichick. Uh, then he went to, let's see, he was at Notre Dame. 
He was back to the Patriots again, so it tells you they liked him. He worked for the Hartford Colonials in one of those startup leagues, so he's worked at the lowest level. Then he went on to college at UMass. Then the Washington Redskins, the Rams tight end coach, promoted a passing game coordinator, promoted a passing game coordinator and quarterback coach under Sean McVay, who I love. And then he's been in Seattle with Pete Carroll. So he's got a good resume. I need to know more about him. Shay. All right, I want to remove the names of possible coaching upgrades like Jim Harbaugh, Belichick, Vrabel, anyone else who you want to throw in there. Are you are you playing blind resume with us? No. Okay. <laughs> I'm asking you a different question because I just want to like take the – it's a Matt Eberflus question, okay. and I want you to take all the possible upgrades that we were dreaming about out of it. Okay. Matt Eberflus did demonstrate improvement in 2023. The win total went up from three to seven. The defense improved immensely despite the debacle at the end against Green Bay. They got much better after acquiring Montez Sweat and really after Matt Eberflus took over the play calling. And the vibe in the locker room seemed immeasurably better than it had been. It even seems like it's still good despite all of the firings that happened. Everybody was supporting each other. Polls talked about it yesterday. Everybody's pulling together. That's difficult to do on a team that started as bad as the Bears did. So shot or no shot, in a vacuum, Matt Eberflus deserved a third year. That's a no shot for me. There was, If you can upgrade, I heard... Take it out. I'm, I said, take the upgrades out. In a vacuum, without the names of Harbaugh or whoever... He deserved a third year. No, because if you're considering changing coaches and bringing in a new play caller, I believe you needed to clear the decks. For me, no shot. He he's not. He's the fourth best coach in the division. Period. That's it. But as I told asked you before, does this feel like the Trustman era? And you said no. No, because he. The Trustman era just asked people who played for him. He lost the room. Guys couldn't stand playing for him. His players like him. Well, then that's a shot then, Cap. Because he because Shea said, we don't know who the coaching candidates are. And saying, okay, no Harbaugh, all these names, Vrabel, everyone else. Okay, so on, on its surface, you went from three wins to seven wins. Mm-hmm. Okay, so if, if by any measure, that's an improvement for the Chicago you Bears. You three of the most historic losses in NFL history. I agree. Your offense was not good enough. I agree. You haven't developed the quarterback. So you're telling me that... We're going to put it all on Luke and Andrew Janoco. Get out. You guys are that bad. A year ago, there were people calling our show. I'm concerned about Getsy. We're going to lose him to be a head coach. Six months later, they couldn't wait to fire him. You know that's a scenario that happens mostly in the National Football League, right? Mm-hmm. If you have these three historic losses and you go from three to seven wins, someone something says, well, what was the problem? Where well, our defense was good. What was wrong with the offense? There's your problem. Fire the offensive coordinator. And let me just ask. But, but, but understand what I just said. Yeah. That, that is commonplace in the NFL. Agreed. Well, again, without, as, as Shay just laid it out for us, no coaching candidates. It's a curtain. You can't see who's on the other side of the curtain. But three to seven wins, and then you say, well, what was the problem with the football team was the offense. Okay, then fire the offense coordinator. That happens all the time in the NFL. Let me ask you Correct? a question. It does. Okay. But let me ask you a question. Do you think Luke Getze would like to have a $100 million guy added to his offense? Like Montez Sweat was? I think he would. Yeah. Do you think he would like to be able to have a player come in like Jalen Johnson and get another $90 million deal? I yeah. think he would. Yes. Would he like to have a first-round pick dropped in there at the skill positions? I think he would. Yes. He'd say, oh, sure, Matt. You got all that money put on your defensive side. 
whether it's $10 million for Ngakwe or $108 million or whatever he got for Montez Sweat. Where's all my reinforcements? Well, well, Cap, that's the price of poker when you hire a defensive coordinator as your head coach. What about DJ Moore? DJ Moore counts. DJ Moore counts, absolutely. Give me another receiver they've got, not named Cole Komet because he's a tight end. Another wide receiver you go, I want that guy back. They're not bringing Darnell Mooney back. Of course not. But, but Shay, is that not fair, though? Like, like so, you know, Iberflus, it was started off here as kind of like a D.C., but yet a CEO. Well, you think he's got any influence in the room as a guy that likes the defensive side of the football? Mm-hmm. Okay. That's why you have it the way it is. That's, how, that's why it's the way it is. And how many times has Poles told us, like, this is a partnership between him and Eberflus? Eberflus can probably walk into that room and go, I want player X, I want player Y. Well, that's why they signed Tremaine Edmonds and TJ Edwards. And that might be why you took Zach Pickens and Javon Dexter instead of taking another offensive weapon in the draft. Correct. Uh, Jay Moore. So, Cap, are you saying Eberflus spent more money on the defense to save his job? Yes. Oh! <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, but at the same time, though, Mr. I want the guy Who's that's running the, the show up there. Well, well, as as I work with my partner every morning who says that I don't care if it's an offensive coordinator or defensive coordinator. I just need, we need to be the best CEO of the operation. Well, the best CEO of the operation, Matt Eberflus, was able to bend the arm of Poles to get what he wanted defensively. That would be me. Correct. That would be him. No, but don't, but you tell me you want to be the best CEO. Clearly, Eberflus is not that guy because he was able to influence Poles to say, yeah, in the off, this offseason before, I need a couple of linebackers here, take care of the back end there. Okay, well, we're going to get DJ Moore on the offense. Okay, that's fine. But I need to make sure my defense is tight. Hmm. Correct. Hmm. Again, Matt has qualities. His players play for him. They did not play for Trustman. You asked me to compare them. There is no comparison. Trustman lost the room. When not you a, lose the room, it's yeah. over. Not an offensive guy, not a defensive guy. The best CEO of the operation, right? Yeah. What do you got up there now? He's a, he is a CEO type. I'll give him that. He He's not the devil. I just would have reset everything. He's a CEO of the defense. That's what he is. Yeah, but all his guys play for him. No, I'll give him that. No, no, no. You're missing the point. Point is that you are right. You should, like, you, as you just laid out, there should be balance on both sides of the football, right? As Correct. far as far as talent, where's all the talent, Cap? Like it usually is with the Bears on the defensive side of the football. Correct. And and who's your head coach? Ultimately, a defensive coordinator. Like who's the best offensive lineman they have? Tevin Jenkins. Who drafted him? Ryan Poles. No. Damn. Who was before that? Ryan Pace. Ryan Pace. Yep. He drafted him. Yep. So. Again, they have not done enough on that offensive line. And that falls at the feet of the GM that I like very much. Lucas Patrick, Dan Feeney, and Doug Kramer. Cody Whitehair. Are you kidding me? Bears, Bears are going to need all that, and they look at the draft. Well, we're taking the best available. We're going to take another lineman. We need someone to replace Ngakwe. And then we need some guys in the defensive end. They're going to free agency. Field. There are guys in yeah. free agency. Yeah, yeah, but you know what? We could really bolster that defensive line again. And then you're going to be left holding the bag offensively again. I promise you they will have a starting center. They will sign a new one. Oh, they'll find someone. they got to have a clown car of offensive linemen at House Hall. They should have them up there now. They need a new gu- I'm not a huge Nate Davis guy. They need to add a starting guard. They have got to add a starting level center. Big time. Jackson Powers receiver. Johnson out of Oregon. Second round. Trade back up in there. Find a way to get a second round pick. That's your center.
Okay. Well, that's my little draft preview. Jackson Powers Johnson out of Oregon. Starting center for the Chicago Bears. Still on the Oregon train. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, well, you, yeah. You want the center out of Bama because they made the playoff? <laughs> <laughs> I, want, I would like to bring in a, a free agent who's been successful in the National Football League. I don't want a rookie center. Now, if he gets one... He better be right. You know how I feel, though. Like, good offensive linemen almost never make free agency because they're so rare. How's Cincy like in Orlando Brown? A little overpaid. The kid from Miami who got injured, a lot of people believe he'll be ready by opening day. He's the number one center, and it's not close. Mm -hmm. So maybe he's the guy. Hopefully the Bears will identify those problems and not try to bolster more on the linebacker core. Yeah, York said yesterday, there will be no linebackers drafted high in this draft by the Bears. Okay. All right. So, we'll see. Shay. Right, Kevin Warren spoke yesterday after Matt Eberflus and Ryan Poles wrapped up their part of the press conference, and he talked a little bit about the way the Bears want to go about their business, including on the football field. Listen to I'm this. I'm a very quiet, uh, impatient person. Uh, I don't boy, uh, uh, voice my impatience, but I'm extremely impatient. I'm competitive. I want to win, but I also want to do it with integrity and style and grace and class and humility. That part right there, I want to do it with integrity. Shot or no shot, that is why they never entertained Jim Harbaugh. That's a shot. Maybe, I I just know they had zero interest in him. Like if Jim came out and said, I'm leaving Michigan and I'm available to anybody who wants to talk to me, I don't think they would have ever talked to him. I do not think that, just for people I've talked to, I do not believe he was a guy they had interest in. The disconnect from the Big Ten days, too, also was a factor. But I would say that no matter if you have a previous issue with Jim Harbaugh um, and you're trying to win, uh, you have to do what's best for business. You know, I mean, the pers- the, you know, your personal issues need to be set aside Correct. If, if it's for the greater good for the business. And that's not how they felt. They felt that Matt Eberflus was best for business. Yeah, I just did not take that as a shot at Jim Harbaugh. Now, if Poles had said that, when was it Potash who asked the question about Harbaugh? Yeah. Uh, after that, uh, he's the coach at Michigan. If he just said, and I want to win with class and dignity, that would be different. But he didn't do that. He did not do that. Mm-hmm. That was Kevin Warren to say, we want to do things right here. I did not take that as a shot at Jim Harbaugh. Well, I think that it says a lot for Kevin Warren when he talks about integrity, because that's what you were talking about as soon as you found out about Jim Harbaugh. said, so, you know, you talked about integrity and saying that, like, I can't have a cheater on my sideline. Where's his integrity? Mm-hmm. So I think that falls along the same lines of Kevin Warren. So I'll say that's a shot, Shay. All right, let's go around the National Football League. Nick Foles sucks. He sucks. I'm just a fan. I'm not a football evaluator. I love the Green Bay Packers. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. This is not Detroit, man. This is the Super Bowl. I won't win it. He starts to come and then he pulls out. This is a really thickly built guy. I mean, what's the answer you're looking for on these things here? Time to go around the NFL right here on Captain Jay Hood. And still to come, deal breakers at 835 and the great Tom Thayer. Color analyst for the Chicago Bears will give his first thoughts about the changes over at Hallis Hall. He'll join us at 9 o'clock right here on the home of the Bears ESPN 1000. Around the NFL with Shay Norley. Shay? I actually want to cheat a little bit. I want to start in college. Because there was news yesterday that the greatest college coach 
of all time and one of the greatest coaches in sports history, Nick Saban, retiring from Alabama. Well, let me just tell you, as a Georgia fan, I totally respect Nick Saban. I know that I'm supposed to be the guy that's like supposed to be happy and dancing around that Nick Saban is no longer with, with Alabama. You have to understand that Alabama had a standard under Nick Saban. All the championships that he won, that's where all the coaches wanted to be able to reach. They wanted to reach that plateau to be able to have that kind of stability within uh, a program. When we talk about great coaches, Nick Saban is the GOAT of college football. Not just getting past Bear Bryant, Cap. The idea that year in and year out, you have to continue to recruit and you have to continue to turn the roster over, especially in this era of the NIL, to try to be a champion. I think it is like turning water into wine, what he was able to do with that football team. Alabama was, was not good at the beginning, and they were, uh, didn't have an imagination offensively. But he took that team into the Final Four. That says a lot about Bill, uh, uh, Nick Saban as much as it is those championships he won. So he walks out because of a lot of coaches. They feel the same way. They're just tired of the NIL. They're tired of the rat race of trying to figure out who's going to be paid the most and he didn't want to deal with it anymore. But hats off to him. He deserves all the credit for everything he's done at Alabama. He goes down. I mean, okay, some people love Bear Bryant. Some love Newt Rockney. Nick Saban's the greatest college football coach of all time. That guy's amazing. Amazing. And I felt mellowed's the wrong word. He became kinder, more... Uh, entertaining and press guy. Like, I think as he got towards the end, he just had fun with it, man. He did. But he also let you know, I'm the freaking boss. What I say goes. Period. And he's had an amazing run, and he will be missed. I'm curious to see which direction the University of Alabama goes. I completely respect him because of everything he done. And again, I'm on the Georgia side of the rivalry, so I respect everything he did. Also, a shot to those, those uh, late bandwagon Alabama fans that are my age that couldn't tell you anything about the Mike Shula and Mike Price era. They couldn't tell you anything about the uh, Mike Dubose era cap. I love those guys. Those guys like, I'm a Bama fan. Yeah, how back? How far back you go? Uh, Saban? Yeah. Right. Right. You, you, jumped, you jumped on the bandwagon when you start seeing championships. Said, and that, there's a lot of those people uh, within my friendship in the media. That couldn't uh, like I could tell you about the growing pains of Georgia because I've been a Georgia fan since I was since 1984. But for these guys that are jumping on at the last second, they couldn't tell you nothing about Mike Price and that nonsense and Franchione. I, I don't I, think you need to talk about Adam Abdallah like that. Not Abdallah. <laughs> <laughs> He's a young man. <laughs> I do remember I was doing the Northern Illinois games with Waddle. Yeah, Northern was really good back then. They got I don't know into the top ten or twelve. With Jordan Lynch, remember, as their quarterback? He's now the Mount Carmel coach. Yeah, I do. And they went down and beat Alabama's ass in Tuscaloosa. Remember. Mike Shula was the head coach down there. And I went, that thing's going to end real quick. I don't care how good Northern Illinois, you don't walk into Bryant-Denny Stadium. Isn't that what it's called? Yes. And beat them in Tuscaloosa, Alabama? Yes. And boom, gone. How much is Nick Saban? Let's go. No, Abdallah knows who I'm talking about. It's not him. He's still a young man. I'm talking about guys my age. <laughs> they're, ju- they're jumping in like, yeah. I'm a Bama fan from way back. Yeah, yeah. Tell me about the uh, tell me about the Gene Stallings era. Go ahead. Yeah, give me a few uh, minutes on that. Oh, uh, oh, uh, you're right. 
Hoodie, uh, before we move on from this, if I were in your shoes as a Georgia fan, I don't know that I'd be dancing around either because what is the fear level that Kirby Smart goes home? Well, it's funny you say that because I do. I did, was doing a text chain with uh, Abdallah about this. I said I was texting him doing a wellness check. So Abdallah, you good? And he's just like, yeah. And he said, well, what about Kirby? I said, what, what about him? He goes, you know, he's from Montgomery, Alabama. And I said, I'm hanging up on you. Even though it was a text, I'm hanging up. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> Leave me alone. Hey, I got my two national championships. And by the way, if Kirby Smart decides this morning, you know what? I've done all I could in Georgia and I move on. I will take my hat off to Kirby Smart. Seriously. After all the waiting for a championship, I got two of them, Cap. I'm a, I'm a, happy, I'm a happy Georgia fan. Because that's a coveted job. Who wouldn't want that job? They're lining up for it now. Does uh, Dabo Swinney go home? He played at Alabama. Sure, he'll be on the list. Well, Kirby coached at Alabama. Yeah. And Dan Lanning's got connections. There's there's a lot of really good yeah, coaches Paul, that are going to be open for that job. I heard something last night that they said maybe Dan Lanning goes there, but they said Phil Knight is prepared to do whatever it takes financially to keep him, and why would you want to follow Saban and go into that league? It's also... It's kind of messy when you think about all the transfers that he just brought to Oregon and you'd have to take them to Alabama. Who knows? Who knows how that will all play out? But if Hoodie, my point is, if I were you, I'd be shaking in my boots a little bit this morning. I like that you take your hat off to him, though. No, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Because you know what? What can you do, right? Can I, I mean, you hold Kirby by the ankles like, please don't go. Yes. I, I can't do that. I can't do that. <laughs> yes, I'd like that. I'd get arrested. <laughs> that'd be good. I think that'd be good content. Roof for radio. Jonathan Hood's on a flight to Athens. He's got his arms wrapped around Kirby's legs. Don't go. Kirby's trying to sign the pen. You're behind him with a meat hammer. Bam! Hands broken. You can't do it. Don't You're not leave leaving. me. <laughs> Please, Kirby, don't leave. Go dogs. Remember about the dog dash champ chat? Don't do that, son. <laughs> I can't do that. Hoodie's emptying him. out every printer and stealing every pen <laughs> in the state of Georgia and Alabama. You cannot sign this contract. He's going to sign it through DocuSign. <laughs> Kirby, don't you understand? This is our chance. Now Saban's going with another natty. Come on and do it again, boy. I can't do that, man. You can't. You know what I'm saying? Man, I mean, it's the coveted job. It's the job. Mel Tucker was worked on in Alabama. Right. Bring him down. <laughs> That's enough. We move on now to <laughs> it's Mel. That's it. I don't think Bama would put up with his cell phone proclivities. No, probably not. They would not. <laughs> uh, another legend coach, arguably the greatest coach in the history of the National Football League, is moving on. After 24 seasons, the Patriots and Bill Belichick are expected to mutually part ways. Uh, we turn now to Shane Norling with more. Shane? Yes. That's what I thought. I'm happy. Yeah. Like, I, I get why some Patriots fans would be sad about this, but the whole thing had just gotten sad. Even from an outsider's perspective, you're watching what was the greatest dynasty in the history of the sport become sad. Watching Belichick trade up to get a kicker, drafting a punter, doing all the extra special teams work to have the 28th-ranked special teams. That offense, a disaster. The loyalty to past coordinators, disaster. So it's just it's time to move on. Yeah. Bill Belichick, gone from New England. I, that's why I wanted Shay to comment on it first because I knew that if he wasn't here, he'd be at a bar drunk someplace celebrating that Belichick is no longer with the Patriots. 
Now we're going back, everybody, to the Rod Russ, Dick McPherson era. Correct. Of the New England Patriots. Correct. That's fine. I'm yeah. just, I'm ready Maybe to embrace. Maybe bring Pete Carroll home. <laughs> he was there. I'm good. <laughs> I like Pete a lot. I'm good. Uh... <laughs> no, no. I'm, I'm all right. No, I'm good. I don't need another 70-year-old. I'm ready to embrace the new. Like, this is, this is what I wish is sort of that the Bears would have done is, like, just embrace something new. I'm not afraid. Like, I know, Cap, your big thing is I want somebody who's got skins on the wall, who's done it at a proven level. I'm never afraid of the unknown. And I know it might not work for a while, but maybe you do find Sean McVay. Uh, where are the Patriots in the draft? Sixth? Third. The you, third in the draft. Where he and I disagree, Shay and I, is first take Shay is ready to fire people a year or two in. I am. I want stability. I just didn't think Eberflus was the right guy for the stability. I didn't like the hire that Which we fair. made. It. But that's. I think like we differ in whether it's the horse or the cart that comes first. Because I believe stability happens when you hire the good guy, right? Like, yeah. I don't think you have stability just because you're loyal to someone who stinks. I think. If you'd you have, have been somebody the AD who's terrible. that would have fired Mike Shashevsky after year four when they were struggling at Duke, he would never have gotten his fourth year with you if you were the AD. Gone. He ends up being the winningest coach in the history of the sport well, because they let him build something. Well, 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 Duke was on its ass, and they did want to get rid of him after two years. Yeah, I was going to say, in fairness, I believe, I'm, like I wasn't really alive, but there were conversations. Huh? Like, they, 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 that was a point of, people talked about it, and I think, like, if that happened now, if Shashevsky got hired in 2024 at Duke and was a disaster for three seasons, yeah, he might get fired. Yeah, it's me. just a different world now. It works it faster. Doesn't mean that it's right. I'm not Don't saying know. that it is, but that's the world we live Tom in. Tom Butters, the AD, said, I know I have the right coach, and I know it takes time to build. And then, boom, well, year five, they took off. I just want the audience to understand that Cap is speaking from his coach's heart. Right. I, I, I understand. I understand where you're coming from, Cap, with that. But these ADs and these general managers and these owners just don't have the patience like they used to to try to build something. You right, know, which is, I think's sad. It is correct. Shashevsky talked about it like through the first couple of years. Duke was nothing. Zero. Terrible. Somebody's like, you taking the Duke job? Why would you do that? It was dead on its ass. They did want him out after three years. They were protesting outside the building. Yeah. And they had had success. Bill Foster was there, left, went to South Carolina for money. Yeah. Which he had told me before he passed. Big mistake. Should have stayed at Duke. And when Krzyzewski, this kid from Army, yeah, I know he's the right coach. Yeah. Right? Go back and look at their records. They were horrible. So, uh, so Shea celebrating today. No Bill Belichick. And uh, I would just say it just seems like the, the road is paved for Mike Vrabel. Makes sense to me. So I just was looking up here, and there is a tweet that is out from the New York Post. Gerard Mayo is the favorite to succeed Belichick. I don't like that idea. Why? I just I like fresh and new. I think that Vrabel could bring that something is new. fresh and he's, new. He's already part of the Belichick he's regime. He's been there forever. That's he's been point. a linebackers coach for like five coach. seasons. There's jobs. That's honestly, Cap. This is where maybe I do agree with you because Gerard Mayo, from linebackers coach to head coach, I think it's a little a little risky. Bringing Vrabel back, I like a lot. Okay. So you agree with Cap or disagree? I forgot now. I don't know, man. We, uh, think, we're I, all over the place. I, I, I said that Vrabel should return, and Mayo seems more like Belichick. That's what, that was my comment. 
great. So, so I think that Vrabel should be the head coach with his own staff because you know that guy can flat out coach. I like the commodity that I know versus the one I do not in We're that scenario. Mayo's been groomed a little bit too much, I think, into the Belichick way. And I think with Vrabel, like I always think about that Titans-Patriots game when Vrabel was beating Belichick at his own game with the false start and then the letting the clock run extra time before taking a timeout and Belichick smiling at him from across the sideline. Yes. So, Vrabel's the one. So I agree with you, Cap. Gerard Mayo. Okay. Also just going back to the I would fire coaches after three seasons, says the guy who's firing the coach after two years. Dick Vermeil should have been on the stage yesterday, how much they talked about letting him have the success in St. Louis and not getting rid of him. Here's Cap wanting to get rid of Eberflus. You would have never let Dick Vermeil win a Super Bowl. Is that correct? No. Stunned silence for a moment there. You see that, Woody? No, I was reading the Ger- Gerard Mayo stuff. I, um, Hold the mail. Yeah. I think Mayo would be an excellent choice. So as would Vrabel. Did you hear what he said about what he just said there? Just moments ago? I tuned him. You would have fired <laughs> Dick Vermeil. You would have never let Dick Vermeil win a Super Bowl. I would have let him win the Super Bowl. 100%. But guess what? That's I like Kevin Warren very much. He needs to stop talking about the Rams. And the Vikings. He had a freaking Hall of Fame backup quarterback. He had Isaac Bruce, Torrey Holt, Orlando Pace, Marshall Falk. You want me to keep going? Name me all the Hall of Famers on our roster. Damn. Here's Shay Norling. Shay? Jack Sanborn. Oh. Hall of Famer. Oh. Jack Sanborn. You're unbelievable. unbelievable. Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> The other big change in the coaching market yesterday. Uh, two, two meatballs cutting it up. <laughs> wow. Jake Sanborn, you're, you're unbelievable. unbelievable. That, that ought to be at, when he goes to the Hall of Fame, his Canton induction. I want Hood at the days with a bowl of meatballs in honor of like Joey G. That's what I want. Jake Sanborn, you're unbelievable. Oh, my God. It's the Jack Sanborn Show, live from the Gale Street Inn. Yay! Jack Sanborn back after this. Look at that, everybody. Wind up here to the left here for Jack Sanborn autographs. Are you George Bliss? Good, Jack. Good. Unbelievable. He's going to have a statue outside the new stadium. Can we have, let's have some fun. If he was a White Sox. The Jack Sanborn. If he was a White Sox, there definitely would be a statue. He'd already have one. Exactly. Statue outside his house. He'd be the highest paid player in franchise history. Greatest moment of my life. Jack Sanborn in Chicago, guy. Thanks, Jerry. Never give a picture of more than five-year contract. Have you paid your day? You see what happened? Yeah. That's right, Jerry. I don't want Hyvie Navarro. Why would I want Navarro? Is it too much money? Here's Albert Bell, five years, fifty-five million. Deal breakers, right around the corner on the Cap and Jay Hood Morning Show. Welcome back to Cap and Jay Hood. You're officially locked in. Chicago's home for sports, ESPN Chicago. We all have to make choices in sports and in life. Show me that. Running on third down. You ran the same third down situation and you ran the same play twice. You're getting paid for that. I cannot believe the call. Or managing finances. This country, you've got to make the money first. Or it could be a deal breaker. 
Cap and Jay Hood weekday mornings at 7 here on ESPN 1000 and streaming on the ESPN Chicago app. More Bears with Tom Thayer coming up at 9 o'clock. But now it's Deal Breakers. Brought to you by Affinity Whole Health. Here's Shane Orling. All right, let's get started with Deal Breakers. Your wife just finished spending six months living in a different state for work. When she gets back, her mother, who lives three hours away, comes to stay with you for a few days because she wants to spend time with her daughter. However, your mother-in-law doesn't leave after just a few days. After a week, she is still staying with you, saying she just wants to cherish this time with her daughter she hasn't been able to see for so long. And as a result... You haven't been able to have any of that precious alone time with your wife since she's been home. How do you get rid of your mother-in-law? Get out! Wow, what a loud voice. Come in the bedroom. Well, let me ask you a question. Wait a minute, wait, hold on a second. What happened there? Hold on a second, Jay Moore. What was that? Is the mother-in-law hot? Tell her you asked oh, no, it. Stop. Well, <laughs> well, no, no, Jay Moore, open the door. We're going to go through it now. Now, hold on a second. You're going to be the new head coach at Alabama in a minute. Are you inviting the woman in, the, 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 the mother-in-law in the bedroom? Is that what you said, Jay Moore? Oh, well, she can't wow. come in. Shane, let me ask you a question. Where was my wife allegedly for six months? In a different state for work. Then why didn't her mom go visit her there? She didn't have a big social calendar. Or did she come back and it's a freak show around my house? I mean, what, what's going on? What, what do you mean a freak show? Huh? What, what are you talking about? Well, I mean, if she's in another state for work alone and I'm not, I didn't go for six months to visit my wife. A, that's odd. No, bizarre. you may have gone, but your mom, her mom, wanted to spend time with her at home. Why she didn't, didn't go she visit. go see him there? It's see a great, her there. It's a great question. Yeah, I'd be, after like a week. Hon, how long's mom staying? Uh, yes. A month. Really? No. That's a deal breaker. That's hey. a deal breaker. Like, there's, I mean, you know what it comes down to, what she's asking is, like, you know, that's your mother-in-law. Your wife loves your, loves her mom. Yeah, and, 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 if she asks if she can move in for a month because she's got an issue, that's different. Yeah. She just shows up and wants to stay there because I miss my daughter. Hun. How long is this going on here? Or put her down in the basement and have her put earplugs in. <laughs> here are my Bose noise-canceling headphones. Take them, listen to some music for 45 minutes. Correct. Well, in your case, four to five minutes. Whatever. Make, as makes long me as happy. I, makes me happy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, okay, so that's a deal breaker. No question. Get out. Because it sounds indefinite. That's the point. I don't like we, that. If, she, if the parameters are, she'll be here till Sunday. Okay, great. What's she still doing here? It's Thursday now. Right. We need to have a conversation. Right. Yeah, all this is, a lot of these deal breakers is about the lack of communication. Yeah, you got to communicate. If you don't, if she's there, Cap, and it's like, okay, she's getting comfortable here. She's moving the furniture around. Wait a minute. That's still my home. Is it not? Correct. So what, are you, what is she doing there? So that's a deal breaker. Yes. Conversation, but definitely a deal breaker. Well, she can stay as long as she wants. She's my mom. Well, it's my house, too. Mm-hmm. That also matters. I'm sure that there'll be a conversation <laughs> I'll have in my home one day. Wow. <laughs> Here's Shay Norley. I just have to tell you, I was reading this story, and it, I had to change it. It was a woman whose uh, husband's mother came to stay with him for a while and wouldn't leave mm-hmm. after he came back from being out of state for work. 
her way of getting uh, the mother out of the house, she said point blank, I want to F your son. I need you to leave. Too far. Is that a little inappropriate? Wow. A little uh, across the line? Next on Maury. <laughs> Can you believe that? I mean, it, it like was the conversation at the dinner table sexually charged and they were all laughing or did she out of nowhere go you're still here <laughs> you know it was in the heat of the moment you've been here too long and i want to get busy with your son oh get out wow hold the meat Dion. all right shay all right your wife has kids with her ex-husband who's a bit of a deadbeat he often asks you both if you can take the kids when he's busy as a favor to him and typically you accommodate him but it's gotten to the point where now three to five days a week you're taking the kids off his hand when you ask him for a favor to take the kids so you can get away for a few days he refuses saying he's busy he's got dates lined up how are you handling this well, that's not right it's not right at all again but it goes back to what my partner said a minute ago it's about communication let's work together yeah but what if he's like that he's like okay i'll do it but then when i gotta do it for you you're not available yeah, or I'm not going to do it. That's the worst. Especially if you started off saying, Shay, that guy's a deadbeat, not doing anything, right? It's not like he's busy. Yeah, he's on dates. He claims he's working, but he's going out, hanging out with people, doing what he wants to do, and schlepping the kids off on you. You got to put the kids first, man. Yeah? The kids are paramount in importance. Not What's your social schedule, either of you. But isn't it a deal breaker, though, that, I mean, first of all, you would talk to him. It's like, hey, like, I do you the favor. Can't you do me this favor? Can't you do me this solid? Yeah, it's more than just a favor. It's let's set up a schedule here. And if you need to alter something, let's discuss and talk like adults, period. So okay. so what would you do? Would you kick him in the nuts? What would you do? felt like somebody <laughs> kicked me right in the nuts. <laughs> You, 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 swift right to the you, groin. You grab a cup of coffee and you have a conversation. We've got to make this work for both of us. I thought you were going to pour a hot cup of coffee on his head. No. Here you go, you, Debbie. you got to make this work for both sides. The kids are tantamount. They're the paramount importance. <laughs> All right. Kevin. Wouldn't, wouldn't you just stop taking the kids when he asks? They're if your, you're not going to help me out, I'm not helping you out. You figure the, it but out. they're your kids, right? Of course. But why is it why is it all your job to be the parent? Well, you right? don't stop taking your kids. Right? If that's the way they're it's got to go. They're your wife's kids, but they are your kids if that's the way you approach it. Right? Correct. They're your kids too. Correct. Yep. The kids come first. You never let them feel like they're a burden. Ever. Shit. See the audience likes that. <laughs> they're right. <laughs> that's all the way from ABC7. I don't know if they're broadcasting us in there. <laughs> Next on Donahue, more deal breakers right here on Cap and J Hood. Good morning. Glad you're along for the Cap and J Hood experience. We're here weekdays from 7 to 10 on Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN. Hello. Chicago. Good morning. Deal breakers. Here's Shay Norling. Shay? Your brother has a wife who does not work, they do not have kids. And she spends a lot of her time. She likes to plan events, so she plans all of the family events. People are getting tired of this because she goes over the top doing it. She sends out spreadsheets with a full list of who's going to be in charge of what, what you're going to have, karaoke, all this nonsense for, like, birthday parties. She's just going nuts. 
So you're having a family party, and two weeks before, your brother's wife sends you a spreadsheet listing all of the chores and landscaping that you need to do before the party to make sure the house is in an acceptable state. How do you respond to this? Okay. You could tell me the things that need to be done so we could have the perfect party without sending a work spreadsheet. Now you're just being overly a type A personality. Cap. I mean, Minnie doesn't do that to you. Peacock doesn't do that to me. Hey, hon, could you do blah, blah, blah? Okay, we'll get it covered. A spreadsheet? Over the top. I... It's not even your wife. It's your brother's wife. It's yep. your sister-in-law. That's where it's different. Like, my, I'm really close to my sister-in-law, Wendy. Yeah? How close? Super tight. She, I love her dearly. She's uh, awesome. So if... <laughs> what happened to the music there? Just a moment. So if, <laughs> if Wendy just emailed me a spreadsheet, hey, who's the party for again? You're, you're throwing it. It's a family party. Yes. And, and the sister-in-law sending you a spreadsheet of what has to happen. Like, if she just emailed me a spreadsheet, I'd be like, huh? The, I'm putting this party on. What are you talking about? I would call her and go, hey, when? What's what's this for? Well, those are things I think you need to take care of. I'm like, well, let's discuss this. But she's usually very lucid and very intelligent. She's a doctor, for crying out loud. Yeah. So if she said, I think you should do this, this, and that. But if Mindy and I are throwing the party, Wendy would never do that. You understand what he's asking, though, in this scenario. In this scenario, I'd be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Man, sit your ass down. Let's back up here and let's discuss all this. Yeah, I mean, again, I'm not for the spreadsheet. But my wife sends a spreadsheet when we go on vacation. Okay, that's wrong, too. No, I love that. Yeah, oh, you love that. You have no other choice. No, I actually love that. Uh huh. I get a spreadsheet that says, hey, day one, here's our flight, here's the hotel. We have this tour. We're doing this. And I know exactly where I'm supposed to be and when. Yeah. She has, I give her the passports and or the, the if the, back in the day when you had tickets. But I just show up. Yeah, because you're a child. That way she handles everything. Well, she handles everything. Yes, because you're a child. And like, she doesn't want to put it in your hands. Like she plans the trip. Hey, hon, let's go to Miami. Okay. Uh, yeah, Cap, that's a difference. I mean, to, for me, it's the email of the confirmation or a text message. Don't need a spreadsheet. In this scenario, what Shay's talking about, though, because that's the focus, it's not right for the sister-in-law to tell me what to do. I know I'm own home. Well, it should be a discussion. But I don't have a problem taking advice. I think you should do that. I don't have any problem with that. Wouldn't you rather have that from your wife than your the sister-in-law? I didn't hear a wife get mentioned. Am I married? Shay? Yeah, sure, you're married. It doesn't matter. Well, it's just then, your sister-in-law telling you what to do. That's a, that's, that's the uh, operative term, the sister-in-law. We would have to have a discussion. Because in that scenario, I would think my sister-in-law, we'll call her Wendy, would reach out to Mindy and say, hey, can we help with the party? Here's some suggestions I have. It wouldn't just be this surprise email with a spreadsheet. Hey, take care of all this before the party. What? Shay, what's going on back there? If there's more breaking news, my heart can't take it. Oh, no, no, no. We're just <laughs> making sure everything's set for Tom Thayer in six minutes. Uh, you were scurrying back there, and I'm thinking, oh, there's more news coming because we've had so much of it lately. <laughs> Your heart can't <laughs> take any more news. More news. <laughs> got icons leaving. Pete Carroll, the the uh, Dick Van Dyke of coaches. He's not around anymore. <laughs> 
Silver Fox. Oh, seriously. I mean, he's. A, I mean, Pete Carroll looks like a song and dance man. He's seventy-two and he looks fifty. He does. I mean, it so. is rather unbelievable. It's like, I like gummy chews a lot. So, I, I got one more. I think the response to this question is much easier than the two of you are making it. I don't even know if it's discussion. You send me a spreadsheet of the chores that I got to do and you ain't working. Get your ass over here and do some of the chores or don't come. Very simple. No, that's just putting up a wall and causing issues in the family. But no. this is an issue. I told you in the question. People are fed up with this behavior. She's doing this for everything all the time. People tell her to relax. Stop. Now she's doing it to me. Either get over here and do some of this yourself, or don't come. Don't tell me what I got to do. I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say it quite like that. But I think I need a transcript on my side of the show. Yeah, I just, I just, I just laid out that I would not tolerate. I'm not for spreadsheets. Yeah, you're good. Cap all this, and we got to sit down and have a conversation. F that. You have the balls to email me a spreadsheet <laughs> of landscaping I got to do around my house. Who are and you? You are working. Get over here and help out, or don't come. Period. I'm let you finish. Yep. All right, sneak one more in. Thank you, Yee. That's a dumb one. Uh, spring in it. Uh, sneak in another one. Uh, you have a new girlfriend who Is she hot. Yeah, sure, of course. Okay, who. Hangs out with a lot of her ex-boyfriends. Mm-hmm. They call her. They'll get lunch together. You brought up this. When you said call her, I thought you were going to say they call her pincushion. No, 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 no. Oh, God no, she. Me. I'm not even saying she's doing anything. It's just she's got friends who she used to date. She oh. goes out to eat with them. She takes phone calls from them. They talk a lot. Oh, I thought you were going to say she's a divvy bike. Everybody gets a ride. Oh. Oh. That would be me. <laughs> Wait a minute. How did you jump in there? Uh, Wait a minute, Matt. The loose is loose. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Wait a minute. Here's Shay Dorling. Shay? <laughs> I, was, I did not see that line from Cap coming. That was from the clouds. Uh, right? <laughs> you, see, you see where this is going. She's yes. going. You brought up. You don't like how much attention she gives all these ex-boyfriends hanging out. And it just makes you uncomfortable. And she tells you, you got to trust her. She's not up to anything wrong. They're all just friends. She's right? just getting lunch with them and hanging out. Would you be okay with this? No. Would she be okay if I was hanging out with four of my hot ex-girlfriends? Never be afraid to rub your meat. You get oh, out of there, lady. <laughs> no. No. She has one friend... They're not romantically involved. They're really good friends, and they have lunch occasionally. Let's go, Mike. Okay, whatever. I don't care. All these ex-boyfriends, and they're all. Well, you must be one talented lady. I mean, yeah, no. That you know would that? not work. Oh, God. That would not work for you. You know that? Let's go. Uh, that's the deal breaker. Deal breaker. Is there a conversation or just deal breaker immediately? Well, I think you already had the conversation, and she's continuing to do this. She said, just trust me. Yeah, I'm out. See yeah. you later. She's there to see ex-boyfriends, and the guys say... I don't know. What's up yours? Yeah. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> it's not where I was going with this, but okay. Yeah, the fluce is loose. <laughs> this is what happens when you keep the head coach around. Now he's saying unsavory things about this poor woman. And because of it, another coach will be fired in the house hall. That's correct. Ooh. 
Peel Breakers brought to you by... That would be Affinity Whole Health. Feel great, Illinois.com. To learn more about their testosterone therapy and semaglutide weight loss product, very popular, go to feelgreatillinois.com. A Thayer Thursday is next. That's in two minutes on Captain J. Hood.